0: The regular season's here Spurs versus Hornets. Let's see how this game will go down. You are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to Lockdown Spurs, and the Lockdown NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, Spurs writer for Ken's Five San Antonio. Happy opening day of your San Antonio Spurs season, 2022-23. It begins tonight. The Spurs will take on the Hornets at the AT&T Center. We're going to be previewing tonight's contest, looking at the final roster that was announced, the starting five that Popovich all but said, yep, they're going to go with this group. And look at the game itself. Do the Spurs have a shot of winning? The Spurs, uh, Hornets might be down. Well, we know they're down one player. He might be down two. We'll see if the Spurs have a shot. And then, of course, later on the show, where he is back for his weekly visit, Dr. Ryan McCorkle uh, will be talking about... Things to look forward to as far as the injury front. If you're on the Spurs staff, like, what do you have to get these kids ready for? Looking forward, uh, injuries, preemptive treatment and whatnot. So, yeah, make it to another stop. But, of course, Ken's 5 is the home for the Spurs local TV station. So, might as well start the season with my colleague at Ken's 5. He is Casey Vieira. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. He's holding it down on the sports desk for Ken's five on the weekends. Check him out. Can you believe it's here already, Casey? Here we go. No.
1: No, it came too fast.
0: fast.
1: Well, rea- I think about- <laughs> in reality, Spurs basketball is a while ago.
0: <laughs> I think a lot of sports. I just want to hit the fast forward button to the lottery. I think I that's basically what they do. Me- yeah, yeah, you beat me to it. <laughs> You me I mean, it. we kind of know what the assignment is for the Spurs, right? We know what they got to do these next 82.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, we know what it is. We know what's on deck. We know what
0: what's on, deck. <laughs> know yeah, what's on I, deck. I know we got to talk about the present, which is tonight's game. But looking forward, I've been asking this, you know, some fans, and I'll ask you, um, if if the basketball got some out on the Spurs and they land the number one spot in the draft and they get Wimby. Is he franchise altering a la Robinson? Remember Robinson came from a twenty win team to like a fifty plus, Duncan, twenty one mm-hmm. team to a fifty plus. Can Wemby do that?
1: I mean, we have no all we're going off of his hype and occasional things right there and then and, and um you know a lot of stuff we see on TV to build up the hype. That's all we really have. So the answer is absolutely he is. Yep. Right? <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> You know, we haven't seen him
1: play in an NBA game, but you know yeah.
0: what? Who cares? He cares, he yeah, cares. as long as they get that franchise guy. Yeah, so we have uh, Casey off for a couple of segments, so let's dive into it. We don't want to run out of time with him. So the roster is set. The 17-man roster is gone. It was a nice knowing Joe Wieskamp. He was the final cut, and the Spurs are going in with a roster that actually needed – a guide. Remember the photo guide on media day? <laughs> so <Yeah>. this is, <laughs> this is it. Uh, but what's interesting is that Popovich all but confirmed the starting five. Now, if you watched the last two preseason games, you know what the Spurs are going to start with tonight. Uh, that is Sohan. Yes. The rookie Jones, Vassell, Perdle, and who missing Keldon, right? Um, that is that their best lineup they have uh, to start the season.
1: Uh, yeah, probably. I mean, you can make the case the Primo over Trey Jones thing, but I think at this point you're a little bit safer going with the one true point guard as opposed to the guy we're trying to figure out if he can really be a point guard or not. Mm -hmm. I think, I think that's the safe bet to start at least. And it it kind of really signals a, a changing of the times Right, seeing a, a rookie in the in the starting lineup, mm-hmm. uh, but I mean, he's the number, he's a top ten pick in the draft. You know, there's no for a, for a rebuilding team, there's no reason he shouldn't be in the starting lineup. I, I'd be lying to you if you told me a month ago, that Sohan would be in the starting lineup over doug mcdermott i was like yeah, yeah. knowing mm-hmm. knowing how things operate around these parts i'm gonna say let's go i've I put my stock or at least my money on mcdermott starting instead right. but here he is so yeah good, good for Jeremy to get that first look
0: yeah uh, popovich did say uh, during one of the last practices they had before the start of the season that they're going to throw Sohan in the frying pan, and I think that's what they're going to have to do—not just for Jeremy, but for Malachi, for Blake Wesley, for Primo. Although, this will be his really big dive into the deep end. He's been getting his feet mm-hmm. wet the last couple of seasons. So, yeah, oh. I think they got. They got I mean, this is what a rebuild is about. You, you throw these kids out there and let them sink or swim. And we're going to see that starting tonight. Uh, you know, we we see that Sohan is starting, but of the three rookies. The one guy that's really impressed me that I think is still flying under the radar is Malachi. I think he might be the one to shine the brightest of the three. Uh,
1: I mean, I can't really argue against that. If I'm being honest, uh, yeah. uh, ma- mainly mainly because the other two guys have not really proven enough for me to bet, you know, to argue to argue the mm-hmm. counterpoint. And one of the guys in Jeremy Sohan is not exactly known as a offensive lethal weapon, so to speak. <laughs> not the at other all. guy and yeah, Blake Wesley's not exactly known that either. So really you can make the case for any of these three guys to kind of fit that title. I would think, right? Yeah. There's not really a substantial argument one way or another to go for or against, so mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I'm don't don't let me get in the way of you saying that. That's for sure.
0: No, no. Um, I, I think in, the, in today's era of the NBA, where it's you know diluted defense and you know high powered offense, and you need offense, and Malachi has proven that he can do that. He show he showed it in Vegas. He showed it in the preseason. So I wouldn't be surprised to see him. Maybe initially be kind of like the second rookie to get more minutes. I know we know Stillhands probably going to get a, a good chunk of it. Who knows? You know, this is a rebuilding se- season. So Hank can start tonight, and then that's it. We don't see him for the rest of the season. You know, on the bench, Anyway, they just want to throw him in mm-hmm. the fire and see what he has. But I think that's the luxury that the Spurs have with the season starting tonight: is they got nothing to lose. You know, well, they got a lot to lose if they win, yeah. and that's yeah. uh, evaporated fourteen percent to land Wimby or Scoot. But look, you know, starting Sohan, the, one of the first things that I thought in my head is. Okay, Pop. I see what you're doing. You want that 14 percent because if you really wanted to win, maybe you start McDermott because McDermott has been playing very well in the preseason, Casey. Right. Right. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah. 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 Well, I don't know because well, yeah. I mean McDermott, you know, has been playing great, and you know, for me, I definitely like that and upping his trade value as uh the right goes i was on. gonna
1: say yeah I was, I was gonna say i mean they really have nothing really to gain by playing mcdermott over the young guys if they're trying to openly lose and bomb yeah which i don't want to say by all accounts kind of seems that way but you know there's not enough e- evidence suggesting otherwise that they're mm-hmm. you know <laughs> sure. overly committed to you know uh, uh uh, a fifty-win pursuit right. of a fifty-win season. Right.
0: <laughs> was there sure. anything? Was there anything in the preseason that caught your eye that you hoped to see? in a positive way? We we know this team is not going to be the greatest team in the league. You know, Vegas has them as right. the worst, if not like one of the worst. But is there anything in the preseason you saw that kind of opened your eyes? And said, you know what, I'm kind of looking forward to seeing this when the season begins.
1: Um, I think mainly just trying to watch the rookies. See see what they can do with an extended period of time uh, for one of those guys. It's clear that it's going to happen sooner before or before later in Sohan, but I th- I think I, I'm just curious more so on the uh, the Malachi Blake Wesley front and when when they're going to finally I guess you could say get that nod to start having more time out there more more reps. Mm -hmm. Uh, When will that come? At what point of the season will that come? You know, will that come this season? I I would like to hope so. But I think probably that, seeing what they do, because I feel like otherwise Mm -hmm. a lot of the things we're going to get this year are, in all likelihood, things we could probably tell you what's going to happen in advance, and most of them Mm -hmm. being not particularly good. (laughs) You know? Okay. Yeah. I mean there's there's gonna be the little things to hang our hats on. There's gonna be hopefully developments and Keldon Johnson and developments and Devin Vassell and then those steps taken forward. But I feel like largely we have an idea of what's coming minus mm-hmm. what we're gonna see out of the rookies. And I guess to a certain degree Primo thrown in there as well. So I'd probably right. I if I had if I had to jump on any idea of that, I would probably go that front.
0: Yeah, well, let's go ahead and look at tonight's game, Spurs Hornets. But before we do that, I want to thank you for making Lockdown Spurs your first listen each and every day, free and available wherever you get podcasts. I want to talk to you about Price Picks. Look, Price Picks is, is the app, the website you have to go to right now. So basically what it does, you pick two to five players, in this case in the NBA, whether it be the Spurs or whatever. Now, they go on to score more or less than their Price Pick projection. You can win up to 10 times your money on an entry. You're not competing against other people. It's just you versus the projections available. Price Picks offers projections on any sport you watch, whether it be tonight's Spurs game, the NBA, NFL, MLB, NHL, PGA, college football, men's and women's college basketball, WNBA, esports, NASCAR, tennis, and I mean the list goes on. And I can go here. They got they even got EuroBasket and cricket, Casey. They got cricket. Wow. You can use Price Picks to go and. And, and compete against other people in cricket so yeah oh, they make sure they have no. all sports covered there yeah yeah way to go shout, price out, to ga-
1: shout out to the gambling <laughs> enthusiast slash cricket fan.
0: right well yeah. entries can be made in 60 seconds or less it's that easy safe and fast withdrawals currently operational in over 30 states and canada so what you want to do is download the price Picks app or go to pricepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports for first time users. You can get yourself a hundred percent instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code locked on. So if you deposit hundred price Picks gives you hundred. You deposit 50, they give you 50. So don't forget about that promo code. You want to enter it. It's locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. We're back with Casey Vera on Locked On Spurs, and we're going to be talking about tonight's game, Spurs-Hornets, as well as bringing our guest later on the show, Dr. Ryan McCorkle. He's going to talk up all about the physical side of things as the Spurs start their new season. So the Spurs, you, you know, this, I, this might be one of the rare times we can say this is a winnable game for this team because yeah. the Hornets come in hobbled, And with some drama. So LaMelo Ball is a scratch. So he's not playing. And then a few days ago, uh, their player, Booknight, uh, was arrested on DW charges. It's unknown as of this time recording whether he'll play or not. But if if he's a scratch, they're down two. Could the Spurs start one another season tonight, Casey?
1: Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. I don't know what's going on in Charlotte. Um, It is a very, very confusing situation as to what's going on in in Mm -hmm. Charlotte, at least on the book night front. And, yeah, that's a totally different conversation, but especially in the context of this. But in the context of this, yeah, I mean, the, the Spurs are very much getting a team that's, Anytime you're getting a team that's lacking its focal point, they're all-star, one of the best players at the position in the entire league, your chances of winning that basketball game um, increase immensely. And for a team like like the Spurs, the chance that they're not going to be in or a situation they're not going to be in, where chances of winning increase immensely, like Mm -hmm. they will be coming up tonight, yeah, this is a very winnable basketball game.
0: Yeah, it, it is. And, and I, nobody should be surprised if the Spurs start 1-0. Uh, as mentioned, you know, their has a hobbling, the book night situation, and whatnot. But the last time the Hornets were in San Antonio, I was there. I witnessed it. Gordon Hayward decided to break all scoring records on San Antonio, just devastated them. So obviously, you going to watch out for him. I love to play against the Spurs. He sees black and silver jerseys, he goes off. Uh, Kelly Oubre, Mark Williams, their center, their starting center, rookie. Uh, Terry Rozier, and yeah, I, I mean, they're just, you know, you take away book night and ball, and yeah, Spurs, you can't afford to fumble the ball here. So you look, I, I mean, the Spurs in in training camp a couple of days ago, Casey, they said they want to play energetic. As a matter of fact, I think it was Vassell, he says that, the, that Popovich is encouraging him to play like Keldon Johnson for 48 minutes, just high energy. If they're going to set the tone for the season, and that's going to be their, their signature, they have to do it tonight. they got to take advantage of right. the Hornets being depleted. So are you expecting a just a go, go, go kind of offensive system tonight from San Antonio?
1: Oh, man, that's a good question because I don't know what offensive system I'm supposed to be suspecting anyway. <laughs> you
0: know? uh, I think uh, they want to run, like get the rebound and go. I think that's the, that's the plan.
1: Like is that is is that you know plan and execution? I'm not entirely sure
0: <laughs> how
1: that how that works out here, but to, for the sake of that question, sure, why not? Why not? Because I'm not sure otherwise how this thing's gonna look. Yeah. But for the sake of answering that, yeah, I think so. Keep yeah, in mind yeah. new, Orleans, uh, new Orleans, excuse me, Charlotte's got yeah. a new head coach. You got Steve Clifford coming back for a second go yeah. around too. So it's yeah. another headline they're talking about.
0: Yeah. And and this, this, the both teams, you know, for the Hornets you would have thought that they would have been kind of like in the middle of the packish in the, in the East, you know, with with mellow, uh, mellow ball. And then of course book night, but I I can pretty sure that Spurs fans are going to be flipping tables. If they get a a W what that's (laughs) hitting the 14% side of things for Wimby. What are you doing Spurs? We want to see turnover after turnover. And, Play Jordan Hall. There's and... going to be about yeah. yeah there's going to be about fifteen to
1: seventeen times this year where uh, they'll they'll be caught in that predicament. Luckily for them, they're not going to have to worry too much about uh, that predicament the rest of the way. But yeah, <laughs> fifteen to seventeen times this year, they're just going to caught in a real moral and ethical dilemma about about a win. All right, maybe not 15 20. twenty. I'm, I'm just being a hater hater today, but that's well, really well, here... glass.
0: Well, yeah, glass. The... Half well, empty. Well, what, what... Well, the thing about it too is that the like, we get the players are not going to want to lose. You understand that, and you know Vassell has talked about it in, in the preseason training camp, like they want to win. But at the same time, though, Casey, we're hearing Popovich say, "Don't go betting on us." We're hearing Vassell say, post game and preseason action this 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 past five games hey, we don't even have a Kevin Durant on this roster. So if you want a Kevin Durant-style player, that corner piece, you know what you gotta do, Spurs? I mean, it's... Right. They're like, it's like this weird season where it's a rebuild, but they don't... They're not using the T-word tank, but they know they gotta do. I mean... It's uh, a very...
1: I know, yeah, I know what you're going for. Yeah. I know, I know, I know what you're going for. It's like, the things that they're saying are tremendously untraditional Mm -hmm. I don't want to say it's like a team that knows that they're not going to be good and they're just kind of broadcasting it but for the sake of me not really knowing how else to describe it it sounds like a team that's not going to be very good (laughs) and they've been very open about it it's very odd I, like, I, I, you know, you know. Well, you you see you see teams that are bad for years and, and or whatever extended a period of time, and they at least like say something like you know we're mm-hmm. And to be fair, Josh Primo did say we're going to try to make a playoff push. That was like yeah, that the is only true. like yeah,
0: he did say that.
1: I don't want I don't want to say that in the in the context of of this conversation. I was going to say that was like the only like PC answer that we've that we've heard, where they just want to make it sound like they're competing, but it's just. Uh, there's been way too many times where you're like, man, that's that's really way too right. candid for what right. you should be saying. And, you know what I mean?
0: Yeah, and Casey, and, you know, by the way, everybody can, can check this out on kens5.com. You want to see it for yourself. I don't know if you caught that. I put it on the website uh, on Kens5 where Brian Wright, he does an interview with SiriusXM NBA Radio, and all uh-huh. but toes the line of saying tank because they had asked him, about trading DeJounte, he gives the PC answer. It was tough. It was a hard decision, blah, blah, blah. But then he starts talking about the ripple effect of it where he goes, but it gives us avenues to do this. It gives us pathways to do this. And if we want to flip this, flip, we can flip. And if we want to trade, we can trade and get there. I mean, he went from- I have never seen anything
1: like it. Never. exactly any sport. I've never Mm -hmm. seen anything like it.
0: (laughs) Whatever. I don't, well, look, Spurs Hornets are tonight. Uh, you know, preseason action at least gave us an idea of Sohan. He looks like he can be a little bit of a utility guy. Hopefully, you know, he'll get better on the offensive end. Sure, we'd love to have a guy named Chip Engling to work with him. We'll see how that works out. Right. You know,
1: right? That was uh, weird. That was weird, did you, did you see that scene? Seeing, seeing, I, I don't know. That might have even been you. I can't remember who posted that online. Just the shot of he and... One of the Spurs assistants, I can't remember too. They were just sitting pregame shooting around chatting, and he was wearing his OKC stuff. Yeah, I mean, that
0: looked, that looked weird.
1: Yeah. Maybe it was maybe it was our buddy Petrini. Yeah, probably him. well, I can't. E- even
0: when I was watching the game too, you see he was in the, you know, I was sitting with the coaches and wearing that OKC tank top sweater looking thing. So I was like, that looks bizarre. Right. Yeah. Right. But um, all right. So probably one of the rare times where I think casey will swing to the w side of things but how do you see tonight's game going down let's give him the dub man Let's, yeah, let's give, give him, him the dub, dub. yeah let's give him a dub. you know what
1: season opener yeah. new era ringing in yeah. i'm gonna be in the building you know what whenever i'm in the building they always get the i, I have no evidence to support that but you know what i i feel good i got good vibes I got yeah. It, I feel I feel good about things
0: tonight. When you have a coaching change in the Hornets and you have two players down, but M- Ball and possibly Book Night, yeah, I, I'm going to go with the Spurs. And you're playing at home too, so the energy's going to be high. It's Mono Ginobili night tonight, so there's that. Oh yeah, um, sure. that of course, yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, I'm going to give the Spurs a dub too. I, I think they kind of. I think I I still I still think it would be a close game though. I think it'll still be yeah. a close game. I think it'll probably go down to like the last quarter before things will get sorted out and Spurs will get a win and they're going to need it because after the first two games, isn't it just murder's row for the rest of the month?
1: Like, oh, go right to the, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. again, I mean there's going to be a lot of murder's rows this year, but
0: yeah.
1: Uh, yeah, it's like right to the road, We're really, like four on the road immediately after yeah. that?
0: right to the road right and back. it's not against cupcake teams. It's against some of the cream of the crop. And, you know, this first season could be over after month one. I mean, it pretty much could be. Yeah. <laughs>
1: uh, you know what? It's not it's not over because this is what we all wanted. Yeah. Loosely, you know, you yeah. you, you know, this is this is what you wanted. <laughs> this is what people want. They want to the take. So is the season ever really over? I oh, don't, I don't know. Uh, yeah. Like, if mm. anything, this is a great season because if you, <laughs> you, you, get, you
0: keep yelling, lose, we yeah. want you
1: guys to lose and lose miserably. Well, the team might be listening. And I, you know this what? This might be the, you know, that might be the greatest season
0: ever. and you Happiest know what season
1: and- since 2014. <laughs>
0: why Why do I feel like I could just take this episode right now and just put it on loop for the rest of the season? And <laughs> yeah, that that's right. it. That's it. We're hoping Sohan gets better. We're looking at the rookies. Tank for Wimby. Yay. <laughs> so, just evergreen this bad boy. Yeah, exactly. He is Casey Vieira. Make sure to follow him on Twitter at Casey underscore Vieira. Again, he is the uh, weekend sports anchor for dot 5com Please give him a follow right now. We're not done. Uh, just a few seconds. We're bringing in Dr. Ryan McCorkle to talk about the uh, Spurs on opening night. From the health conditioning side of things, what to look forward to. What would he do if he was on the uh, Spurs physician staff getting these players ready for uh, the upcoming season? So we'll be talking to Dr. Ryan McCorkle in just a few seconds. And we are back and he is back once again this week making his weekly visit right here on Locked on Spurs. He is Dr. Ryan McCorkle. He is an ER doc at St. David's Medical Center and the Austin Emergency Center, and he's also with Backstage Medical and Concierge Medicine Practice. He's going to talk about that later on the show, and maybe give us an uh, Austin uh, an ACL concert venue update because he that's that's why Backstage Medical was out there to make sure all the uh, performers were all right. But the Spurs start their season later tonight, and it makes sense to bring in doctor on to talk about what he would do if he was on that Spurs half to make sure that players are ready for a long season and then get into the rookie wall is it more physical or is it a mental thing doctor welcome back to lockdown spurs
2: hi Jeff thanks a lot for having me back I appreciate it
0: did you survive ACL <laughs> I don't know survived
2: but boy it thrives there <laughs> it was a lot of fun this year I, I To be totally candid, I don't think I was super as excited about this year's lineup as I have been in years past, but man, it was just, it was a good time. Everybody had a good time. We had pretty good weather. It wasn't incredibly hot. The artists all seemed real happy to be there after missing it for a few years from from COVID. Mm -hmm. We took care of a lot of of allergies because there was a lot of dust kicked up around Austin uh, for the festival, but we got everybody's throats clear and everybody performed well and we just we had a blast. It was a really good festival.
0: Awesome, awesome. That's good to hear. And another good thing to hear is that the Spurs season is starting tonight. Spurs Hornets out of the AT, home opener, season opener. Everything's it looks like uh it's gonna be uh full steam ahead. Popovich did uh mention in one of the last practices that Zach Collins, Josh Richardson will be okay to go. They're good to go. As of right now, this recording, no major injuries, but you got an 82-game slate, Doctor. If you're on that Spurs staff, medical staff, what would you be just getting these guys ready for a long, grueling season?
2: I mean, I think you said it right there. It's a long, grueling season. We'll get into uh, the whole rookie wall concept here shortly, but uh, I think that's what it's all about here, especially with a young team like the Spurs are, are fielding this year, is getting them prepared mentally and physically, uh you want you want to get the conditioning to the point where it needs mm-hmm. to be, but you don't want to wear them out early in the season and that is such a fine and subtle art of of balancing uh getting the correct amount of cardiovascular fitness going without mm-hmm. wearing out their bodies, wearing out their minds too early in the season because mm-hmm. it is a long haul for for eighty two games
0: yeah, it really is. And look, there's there's gonna be bumps and bruises, hopefully knock on wood and nothing major, but that does happen. Now, obviously, you know, you're a doctor, you know, you take care of the physical side of things. I don't know how much you can talk about the mental side of things, uh, but if you can, are you talking to these players if you're on that medical staff? Like, look, it's just opening night, you know, it's a long grind. You know, how do you get these players mentally ready? Do you just tell them? straight out, you know, like, Hey, you know, take care of yourself out there and here we go.
2: Yeah. I, I think, um, well, you'd be surprised, first of all, how much of emergency medicine is really dealing with mental health. Uh, and a whole lot of what we do is dealing with the physical manifestations of mental health. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: managing that for these players is, is so important because they've mm-hmm. never experienced anything like this. You know, most, You know, not a lot of players play four years of college anymore. But either college Mm -hmm. or high school, you're talking about a 30 game season. Either way, now you're looking at 82. So this is something they have no frame of reference for, no prior experience with. Right. Um, I think it goes back to that classic story about Kareem and Magic. You know, Magic Mm -hmm. getting so excited after after game one, and Kareem having been a veteran, just knowing the kind of physical and mental toll that 82 games is going to take and and telling the rookie that you you got to calm down, you can't uh, maintain this level of uh, <laughs> enthusiasm over 82 games, and I think that's what uh, that's what a medical staff and, and veterans will do for for the rookies and uh, trying to help them be able to handle that that long long um, grind yeah. of.
0: Yeah, because it's just not the physical side of things. It is the mental side of things, you know, to sustain that high level of energy, mental energy. And I'm, I'm glad we're talking about the mental side of things right now because Popovich, Devin Vassell, and again, in the last practice session they had, Popovich did say that he wants the team to play at high energy just like Kelton Johnson. Devin Vassell even joked about it saying that sometimes he wish he had a mute button. So he can just turn off (laughs) Kelvin because he's just so high energy. But to sustain that type of energy for 82 games, that's got to be a chore. And sure, Popovich, you know, you want these guys to play at a Kelvin Johnson high octane pace. But the reality is that that's going to be difficult for uh, pro uh, players, especially uh, the Spurs as these kids are going to be thrown to the fire and given heavy minutes to prove themselves in a rebuild situation.
2: And I don't, most of these, most of the rookies have never dealt with playing back-to-backs, back-to-backs where you're dealing with an even better team on the second night, playing three games in five days, or I think the match you'll see usually it's like five games in 11 days. That is a workload that they have not seen. In addition to 82 total, just the fact that, that, Back-to-backs, three and five, those kind of things are, are turnarounds they've never seen. So maintaining your mental, you know, focus, clarity, and enthusiasm, you know, over that workload, both short-term and long-term, is, is difficult. Keldon Johnson's obviously exceptional at it and is a huge asset to, to bringing that enthusiasm to the team. But uh, it, is, it is hard to get up for every game at, to that level over that kind of grind and especially Mm -hmm. when it starts to wear on your body when you start to feel it physically it absolutely begins to affect you mentally as well because you've never you know these are young healthy incredible athletes that never felt you know grinded down to that level previously and that can start to to work on their mind and that's what the the medical and training staff are there for
0: we're talking with uh, Dr. Ryan McCorkle right here on Lockdown Spurs. His weekly visit right here on the show to give us an update or his and his thoughts on the Spurs injuries, if any. As of right now, there are none. And uh, what to expect from the players on the physical side of things as the season goes on. But I'm glad you brought it up about the young kids and them experiencing pro level 82 games because I guess the meat of our conversation is the rookie wall. No. Blake Wesley, Malachi Branham, and Jeremy Sohan, you know, this is their first go at it. This is it. You know, real deal starts tonight. But there's this thing that all rookies go through called the rookie wall. Whether that be a mental thing or just the nagging injuries piling up. What is the rookie wall? How how would you define it? How would you help these players get past and break through that wall should they smack into it later on this season?
2: Well, I guess first of all, uh, the definition should be where we start, right? So the the kind of definition of the rookie wall is that area around 30 to 40 games where they surpass the number of games that they've ever played on the high school or college level in about half the amount of time. So that's kind of where they hit the wall. I've never done this level, this workload before, and now I'm doing it in a compressed amount of time. And their body has kind of become conditioned their body and mind have become conditioned to this is where the end of the season is and now when it hits them both mentally and physically that i'm about a third of the way through the season and i'm only used to doing this much in a year they hit that quote unquote rookie wall both mentally and physically um the, there's a tendency that they can lose focus they can feel mentally fatigued Physically, they're absolutely – there's data to show that they're fatigued. They're not recovering as quickly from game to game. Uh, and we talked about previously, too, that if we don't start paying special attention to the way in which they train, their nutrition, guarding their sleep, those kind of things, that it can be even worse for some rookies than others because, again, you 18-, know, 19-year-old mm-hmm. guys have never previously had to be so regimented about their sleep and their nutrition. They can eat whatever they want, stay up all night and still be fine the next day, that kind of thing. And you find out about that 30 to 40 game window that uh, that's not how life works in the NBA if you're going to sustain it for very right. long or at a very high level.
0: The, you know, obviously their their injuries are going to start mounting up uh, once you hit that midway point and everything. So now you would assume, and I, I believe that the medical staff, the physicians on staff have to combat it on two fronts, the mental side and the physical side. If you were on that Spurs uh, staff, medical staff, how would you attack that? How would you approach that if, let's just say, Malachi Branham comes up to you and says, Dr. Ryan, yeah, I'm, I'm getting gassed.
2: Yeah, so that is actually something real. There's, there's called um, uh, the perceived level of exertion uh, scale well, you will actually have somebody, a staffer, who's assigned to ask them about, you know, this practice compared to other practices earlier in the season. You know, after each practice, hey, what do you feel like your perceived level of exertion was one to 10 for this practice? Uh, and you can see when you collect that data over the course of the season, okay, this, this practice day was basically the same um, exertionally as this practice day, but uh, in week two, they perceive that as a as a level six and today they're perceiving it as a level nine. And that just kind of tells you that mentally it's even though we did basically the same amount of work, it was harder on them now as we're progressing the season. And that can set off warning flags that, hey, we need to manage the workload of this player for the next day or two, you know, because Mm -hmm. they're not they're not recovering as quickly. And that's on the mental side. On the physical side, we're scientists, right? So we want data. And there has been so much data explode over the last few years with NBA players. We have the trackers that go in the waistband, that go in the shoe. We have Mm -hmm. 360 degree cameras, both for practice and for gameplay, where you can track things like how far do they move during a game? If you're a shooter and you're coming off screens doing pin downs, you know, moving all around uh, during a possession, you have a large amount of data, let's say over 100 possessions uh, earlier in the season. How, how much ground were they covering versus now we've got that hit that rookie wall game 30 to 40. Are they covering less ground because they're more tired, they're more fatigued? You know, and that's actual real data we can see. Same mm-hmm. thing with explosiveness. Uh, there's tons of sensors now about how quickly you're getting up off the ground, how long you're staying in the air, how you're coming back down. Right. As we've talked about this with prior injuries with both Keldon and with Josh Primo about the way you're landing. Am I landing on one, one leg versus the other? Am I favoring? Am I not favoring? Gathering all that data with those sensors and cameras gives us a whole lot of information about, Hey, this player is not moving as much. They're not as explosive. They need some more recovery time. They need a lighter day in practice today, that kind of thing. So it, it's not just a, it's not just a, gestalt or, or a feeling we're actually mm-hmm. gathering scientific data to say we're going to reduce workloads for a little bit because this player's hitting the wall
0: well yeah you know you as fans you look at that moment with the younger players and when they smack into that wall the numbers start showing it you know you hear fans start saying oh look the production is down he was averaging this and that but it's a real thing you know these are 19 year old kid, 20 year old kids that are going to be pushing their bodies beyond what they're used to, as you mentioned. And uh, yeah, the, the rookie wall is a real thing. And that's definitely something that fans are going to keep an eye out now that the season started, doctor, because this is a rebuild. So they're going to be throwing these kids out in the fire. I mean, Popovich did say it. He said, We're going to, like, for example, Jeremy Sohan, he said, We're throwing them into the fire, fire the, the frying pan. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> maybe that rookie wall comes a little earlier uh, for these kids because you mentioned the back-to-backs, you know, playing against players that are twice their age, twice their size, stronger, been there, done that. So all that's going to be taxing on them. But I, I mean, I'm figure as a doctor, you're probably glad to see as of right now, this recording, who knows, but you know, game time decision, but everybody's good to go. Everybody's on the clean slate. So that's got to be a good sign for the Spurs as they start their rebuilding uh, process, doctor.
2: Absolutely. It is. I mean, that's that's the uh, the upside of having such a young team is that we're pretty injury free heading into this the season. You know, they're in good condition, uh, young and enthusiastic. Uh, I guess our our challenge will be that we don't have a lot of of those veterans who have done 82 game seasons over and over and over again to give that sage advice that's going to fall to pop and to the coaching staff and training staff Mm -hmm. to kind of give them that perspective of what this grind is going to be like. And, and, you know, to, to be able to spread that effort and enthusiasm over those 82 games and, uh, and get through that wall when they do, when they do hit it, both uh, mentally and physically. Um, So we'll have the collective enthusiasm of a bunch of people having their first NBA seasons. but, you know, when they do hit that wall, we're going to need some of those folks who've been through it to, to be able mm-hmm. to say, hey, you know, you've you got to manage your, your exertion. Uh, right. And th- another reason why we don't have a lot of injuries as we go into the season is some of those injuries are, are softer than others. When you have mm-hmm. veterans who have played multiple seasons, who have proven themselves in this league, and we know we're going to play many seasons beyond that and probably well into right. a postseason where this turns into a 100, 110 game season, uh, you'll have some injuries that are more reflective of their need for extended rest because we know the work to come and how their bodies handle it because we have a set of data from the previous seasons and we know how people's um, careers progress as they get older. Mm -hmm. So those, those injuries may or may not be a reflection of, you know, how hurt they actually are, but also are a a measure of managing that workload.
0: He is Dr. Ryan McCorkle. He is an ER doc at St. David's Medical Center and the Austin Emergency Center, as well as with the Backstage Medical and Concierge Medicine Practice. Make sure to follow him on Twitter. Do it right now at Austin ER Doc. Dr. Ryan, tell us more about uh, Backstage Medical and how people can look into it, should they need uh, concert, you know, situations where they need doctors on hand.
2: Absolutely, we do a a lot of events here um, at all of our major music venues, um, here at uh, ACL Live, at Stubbs, at uh, Circuit of the Americas, Moody Amphitheater, the the new uh, Moody Center on UT campus. We do backstage medical for all those. Um, and like you said where people can reach me on Twitter on Instagram it's Austin E.M. Doc this was our big last two weekends was the ACL Festival and just you know amazing artists Marcus Mumford and Red Hot Chili Peppers and Pink and uh, Wet Leg Uh, just a whole lot of really exceptional up and coming artists and established artists and we we had a great festival uh, but keeping everybody's voices healthy and uh managing Stuff. those allergies you get when you come to yeah. Texas. San Antonio and Austin folks know about that so it was a it was a challenge but it was a lot of fun and that's how folks can, can reach me if they're mm-hmm. uh, if they're interested and uh, be glad to help
0: does Backstage Medical have a website?
2: at uh, com. at home.com at home a okay. T H O M E D O C S
0: dot com. There you go. Make sure to click that link and uh, look into it. Get yourself backstage medical at your next venue concert situation, and Dr. Ryan will not only talk to you about health and safety, but also about the Spurs. If you want to talk about Spurs, go, go to him. He'll have some time, to talk about <laughs> some silver and black. Dr. Ryan, always thank you for hopping on Lockdown Spurs, and we appreciate it. It's been a hit. Your weekly segments have been met with a round of applause. So I'm glad you did another segment here. And uh, go Spurs, go. Let the season begin, Doctor. Thanks a lot for having me, Jeff. Look forward to next week. And thanks for making Locked On Spurs your first listen today. Again, make your second listen Locked On NBA. NBA season is here and our local experts and insiders have you covered on and off the court all season long. The biggest stories around the NBA every Monday through Friday in less than 30 minutes. Available on YouTube, Odyssey, wherever you get podcasts. And subscribe to Locked On Spurs wherever you get your favorite podcasts as well. Kids 5 Plus app. We have a YouTube page, Locked On Spurs. Just YouTube search that odyssey itunes stitcher please subscribe to lockdown spurs so i'm jeff garcia we're gonna put a lock on this episode of lockdown spurs